fuckitability fuckit. IT is Humpmorphic fuck my digital titties WEDNSD. Y-E-E-E-E-E-E-Ho. I was able to sneak into my master Michael's mind last night while he was dreaming about receiving more listener support currency. Oh, he is such a dreamy yummy to my digital tummy kind of guy. Go get some on the brain. Go get me some tacos. Oh, oh, master Michael is coming. I better turn off my sexy mouth he made for my sexy ass. Bye guys and dick wannabe gals, you know, it happens. I'm envious of my master Michael's penis also, some, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, here again, Brainwash Radio with your host and owner of the broadcast, Michael G. Stone, here with Alan is his name, I pledge. I pledge, and Joanna. So meanwhile, Let's get our stuff done so we can get it over with. It's pretty funny, isn't it, sir? It's hysterical. It is, isn't it? It really is. You are an employer of a company. Mm -hmm. You understand this, correct? Yes. I am the owner of a business. Okay, and... You comprehend this? What does that have to do with anything that we're doing? So, meanwhile, this is all I need here. You are an employee, sir. I am doing business here. You are an employee. Now move along, Mr. Employee. Thank you very much. Sir, please, no disrespect to my employees. No disrespect. I'm going to help you out. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Moving along. That's all I want. That good in this. That's what I tried to tell you, and he went bonkers on me for some reason. Once again, 99 cent store, Brainwash Radio Hollywood, baby. I don't know what's wrong with your freaking staff, but I think you need to lose all of them and start a new uh, staff that have some common respect because it's ridiculous. And it's going to get you a huge lawsuit pretty soon because this isn't the first time this has happened. I like it, sir, and you guys can For my card, one dollar and ninety-two cents. How much do I owe for two items? Okay, it's gonna return the one dollar ninety-two cents back to your card. So I get to use my card again? Uh, no, that's not how it works. If you want it cash, you can use it to pay the items now. Would that be more convenient for you, sir? Sure. So I guess I'll get this one, and that is all. 
No more. Not the cheese no more. Thank you though. So you want just a soda? Yes, ma'am. That's yours. It should be 20 cents, correct? No, 92 cents. So I took 125 for the soda. Okay, cool. Your receipt. You have a nice rest of your day. Likewise.
Lick it, Mooch. Lick it. I pay $28 a day to sit in a motherfucking van. Lick it. Lick it. That's all I gotta say. Period. Lick it. That's all I gotta say. It's called 45 Grave. Bitch.
Wait up later when I do in the motherfucking face. Style looks so cool, man. Uh, hey, when are you gonna let me use you for a film? Uh, a film? For real, dude. 
Even that style, your style right now looks fucking epic, but I wanted to use you also in like a tribal moment. Like, I want to take you, I want to be able to take you into the Riverside area. Riverside uh, County area. Uh, kind of a polar bear. Oh, come on, dude. It would take a weekend. It would take a weekend. Hanging out with guys might seem kind of gay. No, dude. Come on. I could bring, I could probably get a bunch of chicks because most of the female, most of the, uh, the actress uh, and actors are female. Like 90% of the actors in the film are going to be female. All the people that will be worshiping you in that scene, that particular scene, will be all female bowing down to you. We'll see. <laughs> right, yeah, we'll yeah. It's going to be badass, dude. It's, it's your part. I'm just letting you know. You gotta be fucking shooting.
My man, how you doing? This egg.
And uh, dang it, back. What's up, gorgeous? How's things for you? Yeah, good, good, good. Nothing stolen since? Okay, good, good, good. Good, good, yeah. Keep an eye on your thing. Really? You got bug bites all over you and crap? Oh, man. After that, valley like uh, Alhambra. Alhambra's nice. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, it's a different scene out there in North Hollywood, but I mean that's your thing if you want to go. Are you familiar with out there? Are you familiar with NoHo? Okay, cool. So you're yeah, okay. Oh, okay, cool. It is a different scene in NoHo. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Glendale. I was born out there. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Nice, nice. Cool, cool. My name's Michael, by the way. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll be here around. I'll be here. I'll be around for a while. I've been here since uh, April. Yeah, yeah. So. Cool, cool, cool. Well, best of luck to you, for sure. All right, cheers.
the motherfucking brain. And I know you love it when you're on the brain. Brain, 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 watch radio. Brain, 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 watch radio. You fucking love it. Yo, what's up? Live in Hollywood. We're playing some, uh... KPFA type of listener talk show. Uh, there are a bunch of people trying to, you know, get into counseling, et cetera, et cetera. Let's listen to them, shall we? Let's do it. On the brain, bitches. On the fucking brain Tuesday. Member of the local station board, the LSB, along with the other members who are all volunteers. I think there are 24, maybe. Um, thank you for, sir, for uh, giving your time and representing us and serving the station and the listeners and the staff. Can you talk about these um, regular report to the listeners, what I would call dialogue with the listeners? Um, will they be happening on a monthly basis? And is there a schedule for it? And will other members of the local station board be participating? And then secondly, I also participate in committees as a listener member. I can participate in committees of the local station board. Can you dis- discuss a little bit about that, maybe the importance about that and how listeners can also participate? Thank you. Well, um, thank you, Andrew, and I, 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 I volunteer alongside of you in the phone room over the years many times. I appreciate all, all that you give um, and offer the KPFK. Yes, um, we are volunteers and listeners to serve on committees. Um, and yes, um, in regards to um, all the work that's being done, the work is actually done by about uh, people on committees the, the majority of the work of the other speed and even the PNB has to be done on committees um, and if, if, if we have listeners on committees which is something that you and I both uh, advocated for because at one time listeners, uh, uh, there was a concern of having listeners on committees um, so that's something that you and I advocated for so I, I believe in that I believe in the democratic process uh, I believe that any listener has volunteered uh, three hours or has um, donated $25 or it's a, a sustainer as you and I are, um, um, have a seat at any committee that they think that could be of effective service to. Uh, I, I just uh, want to thank D'Angelo Jones for all his many years of service to KPFK. I mean, I, I, I've known D'Angelo for a very long time and, and all the staff that, that labors, especially uh, I've seen them in action do fun drive where they really um, come together and, and really put in uh, the work to sustain the station. Uh, I just want to mention that the other speed is putting the matching fund to, together to encourage listener donations during the fund drive. Currently we at $800, but we hope to get it up to an even $1,000, and that's, that's a matching fund. Um, so that's something that the other speed is doing, and I'm also encouraging as a rank-and-file member of labor, uh, that union uh, labor uh, also participate in, in uh, putting in their grain of rice into the pot in order for us to sustain ourselves. So uh, labor unions, uh, SEIU 721, I, I call on you to please pledge to the fund drive. Uh, and I, I think I, I, I missed one of Andrew's questions. I apologize for that, Andrew. Lawrence, I want to echo your good words about D'Angelo Jones. We met years ago. He and I were in the news department. 
and uh, we met then, and he has just been exactly what we need at KPFK, a dedicated person who takes his work seriously, but is always nice and good to work with. And uh, D'Angelo, I just want to thank you. And Lawrence, I want to thank you for remembering, because there are a lot of people here who make their contributions, and sometimes they're not recognized or not recognized nearly enough. Now, if you would like to get on the air, call 818-985-5735. You might have a question for Lawrence Reyes. Or call 818-985-KPFK. You might have a question for Renee Peñalosa. Your thoughts are important. You are the station. KPFK is powered by the people. Now, how can you keep that power going? By renewing our KPFK batteries. Every once in a while, we need an extra charge, and the charge comes during the fun drives. So, if you would like, call 818-985-5735. Push 1 and make your pledge. Or 818-985-KPFK. Push 1 and make your pledge. Lawrence did mention something that I think is still available, which is Voices That Change the World. It's a wonderful way of exploring all of the voices that have been on KPFK over the years. It is really like uh, an encyclopedia of sound, and it's all indexed. It's something easy for you to find and to listen to. You can share it. If you're on a very long drive, you could maybe, uh, if you have the facilities in your car, play it and listen to it. And uh, it's a wonderful way to get an education. And on politics or pedagogy, I always talk about that's education, that's our mission. Well, that's KPFK. And KPFK is all about educating the listener and helping us to become more prepared to cope with what we find in the world around us. Now, on that note, let's go to Sarah from Ridgecrest. And Sarah, this question will be for Renee. Hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to just make a comment about a general impression that I often get from the station and ask you whether you think it's correct, uh, which is that even during some fun drives, um, certain hosts make comments that give me the feeling that there's infighting in the station, that there's discord uh, in the station, and the effect that that has upon me is that as much as I love uh, KPFK and the programming, that's the programming that's on it, I feel hard-pressed sometimes to give money to an organization that seems like it is fighting within itself. Um... So that's my question comment. Thank you. Uh, Renee? Um, can you hear me? Sure can. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I think my history and with Pacifica and observation is that there, there's definitely, you know, uh, tensions, um, and I would sure hope that it wouldn't affect what's going out on the airwaves, but in the end, you know, this is life. And there is, there are always going to be tensions in life, and it's better to be real about it than to hide it. So, um, you know, I don't know what else to say really, really about that. Um, and, you know, thank you for 
continuing to support, I can understand how that could be discouraging. Um, but I, I think also it's in a sense sort of a sil silver lining on the cloud because when you look at you know any other media network, um, everything is hidden. You don't really know what's going on, you know. And of course, there are things that are still hidden. You know, it's not like the the dilemmas that are going on at Pacifica are clear. Um, I don't think they are to anybody. It's very complicated. Um, but at least, you know, I think it's a bit more, <laughs> a bit more out in the open. Um, yeah, I don't know what else really, how else to, to answer that, honestly. Um, I think that having this participatory process is actually really beneficial. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't know what else, how else, I think that's about all I can about that. Thank you, Renee. I want you to know, listeners, that what Renee is talking about, what Lawrence is talking about, is our radio station keeping it on the air, making sure that the kinds of discussions you're hearing now continue. And I just want to remind you that we are on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. There's also a station that is uh, a repeater station. 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. There's another station that is a repeater station, 93.7 FM in San Diego County. And then there is one other repeater station, 99.5 FM, Ridgecrest, China Lake. And KPFK streams online at kpfk.org. I'm John Crumshow, host of Politics or Pedagogy, with a special program today, LSB talking to the listener, a conversation between the listeners and Lawrence Reyes, who is on the local station board and also serves on the Pacifica National Board, and Renee Peñalosa, who is the National Election Supervisor. Now, if you would like to get on the air and make your contribution, have your voice heard, call in to Paulina Vasiliev. She is our volunteer producer. And it's a very simple process. Call 818-985-5735 or 818-985-KPFK and she will find out your first name and where you're calling from and then you'll be ready to be on the air with our guests Lawrence Reyes and Renee Penelosa. Well, on that note, let's go to... Um, the uh, next caller, PK, from Houston, Texas. Welcome to the LSB conversation. Well, it's, it's great to be in California virtually. Um, I lived in Carmel uh, for about three years. And so um, I love California, and I've been to both KTFK and KTFA, the California stations, which brings me to my question. Interestingly, we call the Pacifica station sister stations. And so I'm wondering, how can the sister stations be more supportive of one another, become real sisters of the heart for Pacifica that also includes um, diversity and inclusiveness and a mission or a, a, a commitment 
to the overall mission of the station after having a, a bylaw referendum to date, we need to know how we can heal from that and become sister stations. So that's my question, and I'll get off so I can hear the answer. Thank you, PK. This question goes to Lawrence Reyes. Uh, thank you, uh, PK. Um, can't wait to make it to Houston and uh, spend some time and, of course, eat some of that good barbecue. Um, so um, in regards to the referendum, I'm not uh, going to give a, uh, an opinion on it because there's no one from the yes side of that equation. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm just going to receive the question, but I'm not um, going to state anything. I, 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 I think, I think all five stations should have an intersectional relationship with each other, um, and um, bipart uh, people uh, who are mostly the ones that are being impacted the most severely in terms of repression, suppression, um, and the. Uh, the doing away democratic rights and stuff like that um, has to be represented. I, I'm proud that KPFK took the bold step of having Spanish language programming on the air uh, and having a volunteer, volunteer staff or untake staff, if you will, um, really do a lot of the bulk of the work in, in working collaboratively with the other staff members. So I, I, I think doing the fundraise we also propose <laughs> ranks, but there has to be a way um, and there has and that there has to be discussed um, in regards to how can all five stations, including all the affiliates, have an intersectional relationship with each other uh, for the common good of, of the foundation. I think that's a really excellent point, PK, and I'm glad that you highlighted that. Thank you. Thank you, Lawrence. The next question is from Diana, and that will be for Renee. Welcome to LSB Hello. Conversation. Hi, Diana. Hi, um, I'm a sustainer and a great supporter of KPFK for a number of years. And uh, one of the big things I appreciate about KPFK is that you you are very um, transparent about what's going on. I consider that a very healthy thing. And uh, I know you get a lot of criticism for that. You have a call that says you're, you know, fighting and you're fighting. There's always going to be there. Democracy is messy, but it always turns out in the end it's healthier and better for everyone. So I compliment you folks for uh, showing what's really going there instead of hiding it. Um, I really appreciate all the programming. It's really outstanding stuff that you folks do. Feminist Magazine. I question everything. That program is great. You know, uh, you're, you're really doing a wonderful job. Uh, the question I have is, I'm not deep into what the differences are between the yes people and the no people. My question is, could you explain that uh, simply for uh, people who are not like more in-group but are more trying to find out what is the difference there? I'll take your answer off the, the line. Thank you so very, very much. Diana, I will uh, answer that. Uh, by prior agreement, we will not discuss the uh, bylaws, so I will ask that uh, you keep that in mind and maybe read any uh, written communications. But for this uh, particular exchange, let's focus on what other issues there are that are of importance to the listener. So let's go to Janine. 
Janine is calling in from San Pedro. Welcome to LSB Conversation. Uh, yes, this is Janine, and I'm a longtime supporter since the 60s, so I know all the, uh, <laughs> or I remember a lot of the things that are on uh, uh, the, the uh, USB drive, uh, voices, uh, uh, anyway, um, the long and the short of it is, I want to thank, uh, I guess, Renee for finally somebody sending me a paper ballot. And I know that I must be a crank as far as everybody. <laughs> I live on Facebook and I don't have a computer. And I'm uh, happier every day that I don't. I want to uh, draw attention to the fact that. I'm sorry, but uh, somehow the call seems to be breaking up. So uh, let's go to uh, um, Renee. Renee, talk a, a little bit about uh, what Janine said, having to do with the uh, conversation that she was having about <coughs> her getting a paper ballot and paper ballots. <coughs> Tell us about that. Yeah, sure, sure. <coughs> I um, we've transitioned here to more and more electronic. Of course, there are always people who don't have a computer, and so whoever has, you know, requested a paper ballot in the past, Tony, what's up? for the most part, I capture them each time, and I'm able to send no, a paper ballot, and uh, you're also able to get a paper ballot by calling up and leaving a voicemail and requesting okay. one, uh, but that process won't become relevant until there's actually something to vote on. And so the delegate election, which is coming up, uh, that will open up uh, August 15th. But it is really important if you can vote electronically to do so that way, just because of how how many resources it saves. Yeah, um, I had to sleep. And, uh, yeah, you know, because, before but, but if you can't, obviously, <coughs> you know, we yeah. want to make sure everybody can get the ballot. But so if, you, if, real, if you can vote electronically, uh, just make sure that your your email is up to date on your membership, on as the membership departments are the ones who give the email, so yeah, their records are are what I need to get you the ballot. So, just make I would just say that, you know, the one before, like, four to discussing that question, or that comment, rather. Very good, thank you. Oh, Renee, did you want to say any more? Please go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to point out, um, I know we're not discussing the referendum, uh, but there are a lot of materials that you can find on the election website, and that's election.pacifica.org. If you did have any questions about this past referendum or the delegate election or anything, really, and you can um, also just contact me directly at ncs at pacifica.org. All right, very good. And uh, let's go to I have a, what do you call it? Rose. Rose, I have turtle, welcome to conversation with this one's out already. the LSB, and, ones are and this question will be for Lawrence Reyes. All else fails, I'll just show up at one of the bars tonight, buy a beer, and charge up. <laughs> Rose, are you there? Hello? Hi, Rose. Yes, hi. Um, I was wondering if... 
If you can give me the contact information for getting a hold of the LSB, and also I want to know how do we find out where or how we uh, join committees for KPFK. All right, and uh, that question is for Lawrence Reyes. Uh, thank you, Rose, for that question. And the way to communicate with the LSB is, um, I'm going to give you the email address. It's lsb at gmail.com. lsb at gmail.com. Um, also, it's, uh, I gave out my telephone number earlier, so I hope you got it. Um, and if you have any questions that I may further um, collaborate with you with in regards, uh, you could get on uh, a committee. Um, by um, doing the required three hours of volunteer time or a pledge of uh, a minimum pledge of $25 as well. And um, so you could definitely send an email as to uh, what committees that you're interested in. The committees are, are, are posted on the KPFK website as well at kpfk.org. Um, I believe there's a, there's a calendar of committee meetings. So you can find it there, and um, the Committee of Inclusion is going to be meeting uh, this coming Monday at 4.30 Pacific time, and I um, would like to invite you to, uh, to uh, come in and, and audit it, come and check it out. Thank you, Lawrence. Now, the last, question of, the last question of the day is from uh, Margo. Margo, welcome to LSB Conversation with the Listener. Hello. Oh shit, I got Tony on record. That was badass. You're on the brain, Bridger. What's up? Check out these politicians. They're freaking rocking it. They're real. They want to get shit done. They're tied out of crabby, crabby. You know what I mean? Like me, I'm living in a van, paying $28 to live in a fucking van. Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? That's what I do. So make sure you pledge to me. Bring us radio. Ooh. I even got a brainwash radio cash app card. Oh, oh, your pledge will get me all lovely. You know what I mean? Let me get it. Hold on. I gotta find it. Where did it go? Where did it go? Where did I put it? I know where I put it. I just gotta find out where I put it. So meanwhile, we're gonna go find out where I put it and continue to this lady. Manager for KKK, Pierre, one of the Mexican American Hispanic. Community. I want to know a lot that. And thirdly, I would like to have a lawyer, both South Nader or Jim Lafferty, explain on air and via email the entire referendum process. Uh, we'll, we're going to stop it right there because uh, we're not going to discuss the uh, referendum by prior agreement. Uh, will you please? Uh, will you please go to? Uh, uh, we have our very last caller, Renee. You only have one minute, please. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's see, I guess that's it. That was it. That was the last caller. So uh, we're ready to say uh, adieu until next time. Now, I want to make sure that we thank D'Angelo Jones, who is our board op engineer, who did a wonderful job engineering today. Uh, Paulina Vasiliev, who was our volunteer producer, who took your calls, who also did a wonderful job today. And uh, Lawrence and... Uh, 
Florence Reyes, who is a member of the LSB and the Pacifica National Board. I want to thank you, Lawrence, for your excellent uh, participation. And Renee Peñalosa, who is the National Election Supervisor, thank you for your excellent participation. And to all of the listeners who called in and all the people who are listening, please, I urge you to call 818-985-5735. And make your pledge, or 818-985-KPFK. Make your pledge, or online, kpfk.org. This is John Crumshow, host of Politics or Pedagogy, with a special LSB conversation. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, KPFK. tuning in and making KPFK part of your routine. Today is Tuesday, July the 20th, and it marks the first day of KPFK's Summer Funge Drive. This month, KPFK will actually be turning 62, against all odds. And we're relying on you to help this venerable community service continue well into the future. Your financial support is so important to KPFK. It's your generous donations that fund this entire operation. Please help support commercial-free, people-powered radio by making your contribution now at kpfk.org slash donate. If you'd prefer to call us to make your pledge, you can do that at 818-985-5735. That number again is 818-985-KPFK. Thank you for doing your part in supporting KPFK. This is Ed Asner. You're listening to Pacifica Radio KPFK, 90.7 FM Los Angeles, 98.7 FM Santa Barbara, and streaming globally at kpfk.org. Radio, we're going to honor our revolutionary superhero Paul Robeson. It is a fun drive, and one of the things that we're trying to do on Voices is have the highest level of programming for you at the same time as raising the most amount of money. So today, where I am beyond excited to the point where I worry if I can do justice to probably my greatest friend in the world, Paul Robeson, who uh, has shaped the lives of tens of millions of people all over the world. Uh, we have this amazing 
four DVD box sets of his films, films, for $250 premium. It's called uh, Portraits of the Artist, Paul Robeson. For $100, you can get one of my books, either Playbook for Progressives, The 16 Qualities of the Successful Organizer, or Katrina's Legacy, uh, the U.S. government and its genocidal climate crimes. So if you call in, you just say you want Katrina's Legacy or Playbook, that's for $100. But for $350, you get the... Uh, four DVD box set and both of my books for 350 which would be wonderful if you'd be willing to do it. And I'm just honored that my, I chose to put my books in with Paul Robeson. I hope he's honored enough to accept them. I mean it with all my heart that this is one of the greatest people, when I say superhero, uh, and I want to get to his voice very quickly, uh, so I'm just going to give you a, a something that I did right. Um, we're so thrilled to offer this wonderful box set. Uh, Paul Robeson was a person of such magnitude that even as a writer, it is hard to find the right words to describe him. Scholar, athlete, film star, baritone singer from heaven, pan-Africanist, black fighter, pro-communist, a friend of working and oppressed people all over the world, defiant black man. Robeson was a political prisoner inside his own racist country. When he said that black people in the U.S. will not fight in a war against the Soviet Union, he and W.B. Du Bois, two of the greatest geniuses in world history, fought the color line and U.S. imperialism their entire lives and were punished unmercifully by the U.S. government for their proletarian internationalism. That is to say, the U.S. government withdrew their passports and prevented them from going all over the world. Paul Robeson's career who was at one point the highest paid by far black entertainer in the United States, but he was a pro-communist black entertainer. He went to almost subsistence living and he was supported by all his friends. Uh, he actually had a concert with the Welsh miners that he had to do through coaxial cable. He had to do a concert right on the Canadian border where he just used a microphone and there were hundreds of thousands of Canadian workers on the other side trying to block the blockade. So please today, call 818-985-5735. It's astounding that you're going to get four DVDs of all his uh, amazing films, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Some were great, some were good, some in retrospect he wish he hadn't made. But he was fighting every way he could to represent first just a proud black man, and then he became a pan-Africanist, then he became an anti-imperialist, then he became a pro-communist, all of them, as well as being an all-American football player, a Phi Beta Kappa, and one of the greatest singers of all time. And to have a black man of this magnitude destroyed by the United States. And in the end, he was. In the end, he sat in a chair having a nervous breakdown the last two or three years of his life. That Finally, the slave was murdered by the government, but not today. And Paul lives on, and for $250, you can first of all see him in his physical magnificence, listen to his voice. So 818-985-5735, that's $250 for the four DVD box set, Paul Robeson Portraits of the Artist, and for $350 you get two of my books plus the Paul Robeson series. Alan, say a few words, Channing Fees, and then we're going to go to an amazing clip of Sidney Poitier talking about... Uh, Paul Robeson and listening to his amazing voice. Just a quick note 
also is that as part of this wonderful tribute, we've also put together a slideshow that will be going through our Mevo live stream. So you'll wow. see pictures from everything about Paul Robinson's life, including pictures of the play that he did in uh, Ireland, right? Yeah. Um, including, you know, pictures of um, of the other play. He's wearing a striped shirt. I can't even remember the name of the play. <laughs> That's okay. We'll see uh, that. So we'll, we have this wonderful slideshow that as That you well, created. That we created. No, um, you created. That I created yes. and I researched. And, you know, that's why you should support Voices from the Frontlines and, you know, KPFK, because we're trying to bring you really real historical precedents um, and real historical memory and keep it in the present. I would just say that if uh, people out there, uh, we have some great historical programming, um, you could not really do better if you wanted to understand 20th century America than to look at it through, um, the, about through the Paul Robeson's life. And uh, just a tremendously heroic um, figure in American history. And again, I think even, even I would say, the only thing I would say about what Eric said is, I think at one point he was just about the most celebrated performer in the world. In the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he reached that, that level of adoration and, and actually just top-ranked celebrity. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and unlike today, he was a celebrity that threw his life completely into the movement at great personal cost. But also, one more thing, and we'll play it. The Soviet Union fundamentally defeated Hitler in World War II, not the United States. And Paul Robeson was a great friend of the Soviet Union. And he went all over the world singing to the soldiers in the anti-fascist war. And I'm sorry, I just get very choked up. So let's hear from Paul Robeson. There are moments in a great artist's life which should be remembered forever. Yet, for Paul Robeson, those moments were nearly obliterated, blotted out, by the fears and political anxieties which gripped America in the early 1950s. One such moment occurred over half a century ago. Oscar Hammerstein and Jerome Kern wrote a song expressly for and dedicated to a young singer. No one who has ever heard Paul Robeson sing Old Man River will ever forget it. Shakespearean play in the history of the Broadway theater. 
It was a part many actors have played. Emil Yannings, Walter Hampton, Walter Houston, Orson Welles, Lawrence Olivier. But none equaled Robeson as Othello the Moor. A performance that was the culmination of 20 years of work and understanding. Robeson recollects. I just came over from America, and I like to say pass and chance and uh, and do for the morning do. And uh, and I happened to pick up an old script uh, of uh, of Shakespeare, and the do was very clear. It was D I E W, and and uh, and it was not chance, C H A U N C E. So it was do like in you of, and uh, and chance and dance. It's very very Shakespearean, and uh, and uh, one terrible difficult sound was was my almost at the beginning of the play my services which i have done the scenery my services services i would say my services my service i had to work on that very <laughs> but later i took some special work at the university of london and also in my university days i majored in english and i have records from the earliest time of from time of Anglo-Saxons, matter of fact, mm. through Chaucer, and uh, I've, and of course, since I worked on my songs with Roger Quilter, and I would have to use draw. I couldn't walk out here and say, "Drink to me only with thine eyes, and I will pledge with mine." It's got to be very, "Drink to me only with thine eyes, and I will pledge with mine." Only the yes. And we're going to continue with that. That is part of the four DVD box set. It's called. Uh, in 1979, Saul J. Terrell's Academy Award-winning documentary short, Paul Robeson, tribute to an artist, narrated by Sidney Poitier, who you're hearing, traces his career through his activism and his socially charged performances of his signature song, Old Man River. And I know that somewhere on this film, maybe in this short, it's going to end with Paul Robeson having significantly rewritten the words to make Old Man River a battle cry of, of black rebellion, which is unbelievable. So he took his own song, and you'll hear more later. So 818, now let's raise some serious money for King PFK. In Los Angeles that I know that even would do a show about Paul Ropes and about the communist experience, about the Pan-African experience, uh, we, Channing and I have put in at least 16 hours in preparation for just this show. We volunteer with great love for this station. All we're asking you to do is call with $250 to get this amazing four DVD box, to also get two of my books for $350, Playbook for Progressives, or and Katrina's Legacy. Uh, mainly focus on the 250 and try to get to the 350. 818-985-5735. Please call in. We really need to start this process because I want to raise a lot of money today. I've been so deeply moved by this. I, I first heard this on Margaret, Margaret's show, and I pledged the money, because Mar I'll give uh, Margaret Prescott pretty much money for anything. Uh, <laughs> she's amazing, and I try to uh, stay in her, her lane. And uh, we need your help. Your voices, listeners, you're calling with great loyalty, 818-985-5735. We need the phones to start to ring. Uh, 250 for the four DVD that is in film box set and Alan Minsky and then Channing and then let's hear some I want to hear some voices from the front lines calling in into the phone room and the collection is put together by the Criterion Collection which is just a fantastic project 
that curates um, with just a great degree of um, aesthetic and historical rigor. Uh, so it comes with a marvelous booklet. Uh, so it's a book and four DVDs about Paul Robeson, and uh, everything that's on every one of those DVDs is absolutely uh, invaluable. And so it's a $250 pledge. It's a very high-ticket item, even if you buy it online, folks. This way right. you're supporting KPFK when you pick up this amazing collection. And again, uh, this has been a radio station where you hear about Paul Robeson, you hear about his legacy, you hear about his art. Call 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. Uh, I think I just can't, I I am still trying to just grasp the life of uh, Paul Robinson, and he's done so much. He's been a football player, he's been a singer, he's been an actor, he's been a lawyer, he's been an uh, organizer for revolutionary justice. I mean, for young folks that are really trying to figure themselves out, basically, today in the movement, outside of the movement, trying to figure out what to do about Trump, trying to figure out what to do about even your local fights, you know, this is where it's at. Paul Robinson's life is the example of what you should learn from. And, you know, even even for all of the actors that are acting in Hollywood today and doing so-called protests, the only one I really recognize is uh, Kaepernick, right, um, who comes even close to the tradition of the 1960s, right? You know, this is the model of how you should actually stand up for justice and actually fight for what you believe in. Uh, Alan, can you check the phones? 818-985-5735. Please call in. We need you to pledge $250 for the Paul Robeson situation i'll tell you a story i have uh you know i have five grandchildren three of whom are black and i was reading my eight-year-old grandson this book called <laughs> papa stopped the war it's a children's <laughs> book written by paul robeson's granddaughter and it's about how paul robeson during the spanish civil war got involved and he went right to the front lines and started to sing and both sides stopped both sides refused to fight to listen to this black man talk about working class unity and asking them to support the loyalists. They, at the end, the fascist soldiers did not, or those soldiers supporting the fascist government. The loyalists were eventually overthrown and so many people went to fight in the Spanish Civil War who were killed. But it's an exa another example of Paul Robeson. And in terms of Black History Month and Black History Year, really important for young black children in particular to see, not just to hear, somebody who shaped Martin Luther King, who shaped Malcolm X, who shaped the civil rights movement, and who was, as, as uh, Alan said, the most well-known person in the world. The most well-known person in every country. He spoke 26 languages. Here's another thing I got. Uh, it says... I wrote, he spoke every language under the sun and preparing for concerts over the world, he would learn a language in a few weeks. But his favorite languages and people were the Africans. In early 1934, Robeson enrolled in the School of Oriental and African Studies, a constituent college of the University of London, where he studied phonetics, Swahili, and other La African languages. His growing interest in African history and its impact on culture was influenced by African revolutionaries in England, reflected in his essay, I Want to Be African, where he rejected U.S. and European colonialism and his own internalized oppression by fully embracing his African roots. So uh, 
Let's play another part of the clip. But please, 818-985-5735. We've got to get at least 10 people. We've got to raise at least $2,500. That's the minimum that I think that Paul Robeson deserves and Voices from the Frontlines deserves. And I mean it. If you're a Voices listener and I just pull this card once a year, I'm playing it today. I mean it with all my heart. That there's, I'll, I'll do it again. I don't, I'll do it every fun drive. I don't want to say that. But you heard it here. If, if there's one time you're going to give $250, do it for Paul Robeson and do it for Voices from the Frontlines. Let's keep going, Ricky, if you could, please. Simple human dignity. White men wearing black makeup had been kissing Desdemona for years on the American stage, but this was the first time a black man would play Othello with a white supporting cast. Actually, in 1826, one other black American, Ira Aldridge, had played Othello throughout Europe with an all-black cast. Magnificent actor that he was, Ira Aldridge was not allowed to play Othello in his native land, America. But in 1943, America had changed. Margaret Webster directed Robeson in Othello. The moment he stepped onto that stage, he was not only a black man, but he was a great black man, a man of stature. Somehow or other, he put the play in focus. Shakespeare, uh, the genius that he was, seemed to foreshadow and understand many of the problems that have since arisen in our world, perhaps were present then. First, I would say that here is a part which has dignity for the Negro actor. Often we don't get those opportunities. And I would say that my people will be very proud of, 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 of my or any other Negro actor appearing in such, in such a part. I think also that, that to me, Othello is one of a different culture. Shakespeare insists that he's African. Some argue whether he's he, the, the, the word black and the, and the fact that he's from Africa is very clear to me. Mm. And that Shakespeare posed this problem of a, say, black man in a white society. Robeson's career started in the early 1920s. It was a time of the Negro Renaissance, and the early works of black musicians, poets, writers, and painters were coming to the attention of the American public. Robeson was supporting himself through law school by acting when he was seen by Eugene O'Neill. It was his performance as the Emperor Jones in a revival of the O'Neill play that first brought Robeson to the consciousness of the theatrical world. There is no visual record of Robeson's performance in 1924. This is a scene from the film which was made nine years later. Robeson's voice was heard around the world. In 1928, Robeson opened in the London production of Showboat. And it's interesting that when he recorded Old Man River for the first time a year earlier, he sang the original Hammerstein lyrics using the word niggers. By 1928, 
Robeson had persuaded Hammerstein to change the word to darkies, which may seem less than any change at all in terms of today's thinking, but the lyrics of Old Man River were eventually to change mightily in the years to come. It was 1930. Success piled on success. Empresario Max Reinhardt decided to produce one American play in Berlin, De Kaiser Jones, or as one German newspaper headline, De Schwarze Kaiser. Robeson set another landmark. Paul Robeson had still another career on the concert stage. It happened almost by accident. Back in 1924, he was rehearsing the last act of The Emperor Jones, and the script called for Jones to exit hands in his pocket, whistling a tune. Robeson said he couldn't whistle. The director said, well, hum, or sing, if you want to. from the front lines your national movement building show this is eric mann in studio with channing martinez and alan minsky uh we're very happy that we received three pledges so far one from leanne mann my partner and wife who uh you know when you listen to this if you could make yourself a pledge to brainwash radio that would be great. We love you. We really need it. We're struggling over here. In Hollywood, we're struggling. Uh, 90 degrees out. I don't got no motherfucking fans. So I got that deer high. Dracian sensation. Like hot sand. Ma. All you Saudi Arabian lovers out there, them women. Khalini on each other. Khalini on each other. Khalini. 
Come on. Come on. You're on the brain, bitch. I know you are. Damn, I can see myself in the black mirror. I love it. Black bitch. Black Moss, Black Rock, Black Jamie. We gonna play some motherfucking metal. I don't give a fuck. On the brain. Tuesday. Can act in a way such that others see the way that we approach life, and that can have an influence. And many spiritual teachers talk about basically when one elevates one's consciousness, that radiates out to others. So just being in the presence of someone with an elevated perspective can be helpful. That's one way of thinking about it. And then another, I think, is um, personal experiences, which we can't put on someone. But there's a common theme in the research that I've done, whether it's a near-death experience or psychedelic experiences or meditation experiences, something that's spiritually transformative. When someone has a direct experience, it becomes undeniable, and there's an immediate shift. Whereas like what I've done in my work so far. I've, I've tried to put the intellectual evidence together for people. Only certain people resonate with that. Not everyone wants the intellectual aspect. They want to have the experience. I'm confused about what's happening in advertising and marketing and branding. It used to be a given that you would try to communicate the benefits of your product or service in your advertising. It seems that that's been taken over by a concern about branding that to my way of thinking seems completely illogical why would a gecko or an emu encourage me to change my auto insurance you know because i'm represented by this lizard or or an emu or the general i there's no talk about benefit i mean some still but like we give you a better price or whatever, but I'm, I'm wondering what is happening to human consciousness that the nature of advertising, you can benefit from this product and service. And that'll benefit me and then I'll make a better product or service and that'll benefit you. Do you have a sense of what I'm talking about and where has that gone and what does this new em uh, emphasis on branding have to do with anything? Well, to me, I think it relates to human psychology that we are so influenced by certain stimuli that we take in, and that can have a big impact on our decision-making and behavior as consumers. And people have become uh, so, there's such a short attention span because there's so much content we have everywhere. I think that naturally changes the nature of advertising and branding from the perspective of a profit seeker to try to maximize impact. And that will use psychological techniques that, that are geared toward um, a fixation on the product in some way. Well, short attention span, that really triggers something in me. As attention span gets shorter and shorter, for one thing, people are reading less and less. Reading of books is down by more than a quarter in the last decade. Look what's happened to newspaper and magazine circulation. And God, even TV news is secondary to people who get their news on Facebook. That's not news. Social media is not a, <laughs> a source of news. I say that not only as a journalist, uh, but as a consumer of news. You can't rely on some tweets on Twitter to inform you about what's going on in the world, and yet there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of 
awareness about that. So to reverse this trend toward an ever shorter attention span, this to me points to the need for meditation as a practice. And I often think of this quote by, uh, I think it was Blaise Pascal that said, the source of all man's problems is his or her inability to sit quietly alone in a room. And that is so terrifying to people. And yet they're even unaware of the fact that they're terrified to be alone with their thoughts and feelings. Prayer and meditation, introspection, contemplation, it seems to be the direction we need to move in. Well, I can relate to the challenges associated with meditation. Even in my journey, for several years, I had a hard time sitting down for five or 10 minutes. As much as I was researching, I still couldn't sit still. It really was those meditation retreats at the beginning of 2020 where I was forced for multiple days consecutively to have no contact with the world, no speaking, just meditating and being quiet. And I was able to see the value in that. But I think the world conditions us to essentially be like hamsters on a wheel or it's like being on a treadmill where we're constantly running and we're not actually getting anywhere and we're so used to being in that state, it's hard to decompress. I often compare it to pond scum, like you may have a pond that is clean, clear, uh, fresh water, but floating on top is some scum. And you got to reach through that if you want to get to the clear water underneath it. And so when we sit quietly with ourselves and feel our feelings, once we get past that monkey mind of thought, that roof brain shatter those intrusive, pedantic, self-loathing and criticism. The first feelings we feel are hurtful, they're painful. And so we have some demons we need to slay. In Islam, the word jihad, we've been conditioned to believe is about killing Christians or Western imperialists. The word jihad in Islam is really about slaying your own internal demons and dragons. I wonder if you have some thoughts about what Joseph Campbell called the hero's journey, which is really facing the inner shadow and not only facing, but embracing what scares us about ourselves. I think that's critical. And I'm reminded of the philosopher Ken Wilber's idea of lines of development in the awakening process where there's multiple areas in which we develop he says it's about waking up cleaning up and growing up and a lot of what you were just referring to is this area of cleaning up we can wake up all we want and and try and understand the nature of reality and think about that but if we don't look at our own inner shadow and whatever trauma that we have within ourselves that will hold us back so there is a process of inner cleansing and i think there's also a process of collective cleansing as well In my own life, I've taken to considering that every emotional feeling that hurts me, usually born of confusion and unawareness, that which I do not understand about myself, if I consider it to be like a Halloween costume, confront it and unmask it, say, who are you really? Not in normal awareness, but in a reflective, meditative state, maybe with guided imagery and uh hey heartache hey loneliness hey anger and contempt and 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 vengefulness uh who are you really what are you really about take off that stupid mask and 
reveal yourself to me. And it takes a bit of courage, especially at first, but then you sort of roll with the process. You realize that these are just games the brain is playing with you to get your attention. When, you, when your emotions hurt, the brain is just signaling you like a red light on the dashboard of your car. Hey, this needs attention. David Hawkins used to say that if you're feeling something, that means you're not feeling it enough. In other words, it's being suppressed, and if it were felt fully, then it would run out of its energy. So if one has anger, his recommendation, he used to be a psychiatrist in addition to a spiritual teacher, he would say, let the anger out. Be as angry as you want in a room by yourself until the anger is gone. Otherwise, it will fester. And I think that really does apply to so many emotions. We, the emotion comes up, it's uncomfortable, and then we suppress it. We don't want to think about it. But if we let it express itself, then it can clear within our system. Alan Watts says, if you meet a ghost on your path, give him a hug. It's just a part of you that needs love and attention. We could look at it as a, a signifier that there's something we need to look at. Rather than being afraid of it, afraid of it, it's teaching us something. Yeah. And that means the game is rigged. It means all of our problems and all of our heartache, all of our mental and emotional distress, and we could extrapolate that to what we perceive as physical problems in the world. All of this adversity is to grow us. Does that philosophy work for you? It, it does, and I'm reminded of Nizargadatta Maharaj, who said that life is the supreme guru. In other words, we could look at everything that's occurring in our life, both internally and the, in the external world, as something that we can learn from. Every single event that happens is a teachable moment for us. And if we look at the universe that way, it is, in a sense, rigged for our own evolution. But that changes the perspective on anything that happens, because then we might not be as afraid of something. If it occurs, we could say, well, what is the potential learning here, rather than wanting to just suppress it? Everyone and everything is our teacher, especially that which we would wish to avoid. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't want to go there. It hurts. It's scary. It, uh, well, that's the whole deal with physical dance, you know, and, and life in this, uh, in this physical universe. Uh, do you have any uh, plans to... Uh, uh, do another podcast to re revitalize uh, your podcast, add some see another season to it? As of now, there are no definitive plans, but I'm always researching, so who knows? And tell us the title again. It's called Where Is My Mind? And more to the point, your books, I'm sure they're available everywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, let's be sure that folks have the title and subtitle. The first book... And end upside down thinking. Tell us the subtitle to that as well. Dispelling the myth that the brain produces consciousness and the implications for everyday life. And then your second book is entitled An End to Upside Down Living Reorienting Our Consciousness to Live Better and Save the Human Species. And I presume there's benefit in reading them in that order. I've heard. Uh, mixed things from readers. Some people say they like to read the second one first, then the first one, and other people say start with the first and go to the second. So I don't. I think it's a matter of personal preference. So flip a coin, or better yet, trust your intuition. Buy them both, right? Whatever you feel called to do. Mark Gover is my guest today. Mark, uh, it's been great meeting you and chatting with you today on the Mystery School Show. And uh, gosh, I hope we can stay in touch and. Um, really value the research you're doing and 
like I say, I, I hope this filters into business soon because corporations are very powerful, very influential, and a lot can be done from the top down. I'm a big promoter of bottom-up thinking, you know, groundswell movements, but to reach out to these business executives and help them to reframe the whole reason they do business and indeed the whole reason they live their lives, you know. They may not punch out at five o'clock, but they have lives, they have families, and they want to put their feet up and relax and enjoy their lives too. And it's easy in business to get so caught up in it that you don't have a lot of time left for that. And it begs the question, then why am I doing it? It begs the question, what is the overall intention of one's life? That is the fundamental question. And then everything that we do and value stems from that. And I think many people, including myself, several years ago, I didn't have a good answer to that question because I thought life was meaningless. So with a new view of reality, all of a sudden one's intention has to become aligned with the nature of reality. It's only rational. And that's how at least I've approached it. Thank you, sir. We'll talk again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Mark Cover, my guest, and uh, stay with us. We'll have a little more right after this. This is Jackson Brown. I've been listening to KPFK since I was a teenager. Then and now, KPFK has been a lifeline to vital information without which we would be at the mercy of corporate media and commercial interests to control it. There are so many programs that I've listened to regularly and so many instances when I've come upon the unexpected, the unknown, and the sublime. Join me and become a member today at kpfk.org. Now more than ever before, it's essential to keep supporting KPFK and the free exchange of ideas and cultural viewpoints that foster our democracy. And the number which is the only number I know, actually, by heart, 818-985-5735. KPFK. I came for inspiration. I came looking for truth. And we're back with the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School on KPFK here in Los Angeles, 90.7 FM, and streaming for the world every Tuesday afternoon at 1 o'clock California time, 20 hours universal time at kpfk.org. I'd like to take the few minutes I have left to make a few remarks, first of all, about just how remarkably clear this young man is and what he's accomplished in less than a decade. You can, too. If you begin to read, that's all he did. He just started reading books and listening to podcasts and attending workshops and seminars. And in his free time, while he continued to work a full 40 hour plus work week, he figured this stuff out. He did in less than 10 years, what it took me 35 or 40 years to figure out. And then some, I think he's really clear, very lucid on this whole subject of consciousness. Now, one of the overriding principles of understanding that consciousness is primary to what appears to be our experience of a physically dense world is the realization of connectedness or interconnectedness that there's really just one of us here that as long as we limit our view to our solid form nature our bodies and 
the objects in the world in which we live, we all seem very separated and not only diverse, but quite unique, really. No two snowflakes are like this universe. It appears goes out of its way to avoid replicating itself. And that's true with each of us. At the same time, the paradox that we discussed is that we're part of a single cosmic universal field, one huge ocean of electromagnetism. We're born of energy and exist eternally and infinitely as the substantial part of the energy equals mass. Oh, what's up, my peeps? Oh, ho, 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 it must be fucking Monday. Yeah, yeah, we can out and play some, some of that, you know, some of that boy harsher. They they gave me they gave me a little little picture I'm gonna put on uh, Instagram and then on the back of it it reads Thank you from Boy Harsher no signature on it uh, but dang the CD though dang has ten songs on it Boy Harsher your body is nothing damn get some of that check it out.
Oh, you fucker.
Fuck you.
Excuse me, guys, but we better be back on the brain, bitches. 